Hello and welcome to the CIA 365 sessions. Um, every week uh, we invite uh, some of our partners and, and interesting people from the Microsoft Dynamics channel uh, to talk to you about um, what they're seeing in the channel, what they're seeing with their customers, uh, interesting uh, business ideas. And this week I'm really pleased um, to introduce uh, Stuart Hardman uh, from Dynamics Consultants. So Stuart, welcome to the pod. Hi Richard, thanks for having me. That's no, great to have you. Thank you very much for finding the time to talk to us. Um, so before we begin, um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, so I'm Stuart Hardman. I'm the commercial manager at Dynamics Consultants. I've uh, been doing this role for a couple of years now, but previously spent about 20 years as a Navision, NAV, Business Central consultant implementing projects. So lots of background in the, the product that we deal with. Um, and my new role means I get to involve more of the product itself, investigating it, looking at what it does, what it can achieve. Uh, and looking at partners, who can we partner with, who can provide us with solutions that we can incorporate into what we offer to our customers. Cool. And as a hobby, I know that you love beer, right? So as a, as a retired rugby player, I too have had a beer in my day. Um, yeah. But uh, but you, you, you're a bit more a uh, bit more into it than just the, you know, the usual pints of Guinness. Yeah, so my wife bought me a Christmas present a few years back to attend a brewery day, at like a local um pub that brews its own beer went to it with a friend had a great day and then decided to try a little homebrew kit so try the kit quite liked it then lockdown kicked in so i decided to try my hand at proper brewing all grain doing it on the stove top and then every saturday it was a routine little ritual i make some beer the wife bakes some bread and they're very uh, beneficial to each other the steam from the beer helps the bread so that's my excuse well, so about 35 brews down now after the last few years so um yeah good, good story very cool. Well, if anybody's uh, watching this live on LinkedIn, uh, feel free to leave a comment. Uh, apart from anything else, to know that we that you're there on yep. uh, on your favourite beer. And uh, the correct answer is anyone you put apart from Stella, which is disgusting. Yeah, so, <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about Dynamics Consultants. What, what do you guys do? So Dynamics Consultants or DC, we're. Uh, partner primarily dealing with business central so our core solution is business central we've been going for about 15 years now um very technical company so we've got lots and lots of experience we like to both we've got sort of 300 years worth of bc knowledge in the company um, we also deal with surround technologies so now we look at things like the power platform we look at e-commerce and integrating to it but everything we do has business central at the core of that solution um and we do some two main kinds of projects we do eto which is engineer to order so it's designing from the ground up implementing everything from scratch and then we've got uh, an abc offering so abc is our accelerated business central which is you know live in a day get you you know up and running within a very short space of time pre-packaged pre-configured and repeatable which is the key thing very cool thanks and uh, we've already had a comment from jesse uh who by the looks of it knows you because uh, he apparently your beers of high quality I bring it to the office for testing. <laughs> Just testing, obviously, yeah. There's <laughs> worse things to bring to, to the office, definitely. Definitely. Cool. So um, what we were planning on talking about today was uh, small-medium business, SMB, and uh, what you're seeing around that. So obviously, um, you know, we're, we're Stuart and I are both based in the UK, uh, if you haven't worked it out by, by the accents, and our support of very poor football teams. Um, so, you know... We're going through a lot of changes, right? There's uh, we came out of the well Brexit to start with, 
Um, and then this is not a political podcast, so we won't be going to that. Um, then, then obviously we had uh, the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, uh, which fun. obviously affected uh, businesses of all all sizes. Uh, but but obviously for for the smaller businesses that can have uh, a real a real big impact. Um, and now we're sort of uh, the other side of that with the cost of living and uh, the way people are uh, buying and and living. To be honest, you know I'm I'm here in the Sears shed. Uh, as I like to call it, and uh, you know, I, I go into the office maybe once a month or something. So you know, it, lots of things are changing. So a lot of this seems to be driving uh, lots of different behaviours in, in in SMB. So, so tell me a little bit about what what you're seeing in the market. So obviously, being Business Central partner primarily, um, Business Central moved to the cloud four or five years ago now. So I think that version of thirteen and fourteen, it moved to the cloud. So we've seen a gradual shift. It started off quite slowly. Maybe the products wasn't quite ready if I'm allowed to say that it wasn't quite you know fully um, perfected for the web if you like and being in a browser so it wasn't completely distilled yeah that's a good one yeah not fermented fully perhaps fermented fully there you go yeah Yeah. it needs a little bit of bottle conditioning I think Um, so it it was a bit slow to get started but then we found probably in the year leading up to the pan I use the pandemic it's like pre-pandemic post yeah yeah and during the pandemic. So the year leading up to the pandemic, we found it getting more traction. We found more people who were, who were willing to, to look at the cloud as an option, so to move to the cloud with Business Central. So we found we had sort of one or two that we sold, I'd say probably in the, first, in the months just leading up to it. Then obviously hit pandemic. Everyone said, was like, oh my God, we need to be working from home. We can't be in the office. Um, and that really, it drove it. So we found in the last, I think, two and a half, three years, We've not sold a single on-premise business center implementation. We were entirely on-prem beforehand. So a few months leading up to pandemic, during the pandemic and now, if you can say we're through it, um, it's been entirely cloud-based. So it, it really drove it home. It forced that that mental shift, I think, with businesses to go from actually we can have a, a server in the corner, employ a couple of IT guys to manage that server, to maintain it. Um, and it's gone from that to being actually, if we're in the cloud, it's a whole lot more accessible. So mm-hmm. the key thing is accessibility. You can access Business Central now on any device. You can be anywhere in the country. You can be sitting on the beach somewhere in the Bahamas. You could be in France in some sort of rural outback. I need to try that one still, but that's yeah. the future. Um, sitting in your office, and you're still accessing exactly the same system. You're seeing it the same way. So it's been it's been a bit of a boom, I think, in some ways, the pandemic, and that it's helped drive that, that mind shift within companies. Okay, so you think the accessibility bit is the... Uh, is, is, is a big chunk of it. Obviously, the way that customers had traditionally paid for a project um, or that sort of capital expenditure yes. um, model, I, I know that certainly uh, when that shift started to happen from uh, on-prem to the cloud, there was a, a lot of people, uh, both you know, very knowledgeable people at Microsoft, and I know I spoke to a few of them, and they weren't sure if customers would be willing to ERP in the cloud. That seemed yeah. to be kind of a, a step too far, but um, exactly. that's that's definitely... Definitely happen. No, I think I think what you mentioned about the, the funding side of things is interesting as well because we all moved from sort of the capex historically large outlay, you know, yeah. tens and tens of thousands of pounds. The good old days, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, big sales ringing the bell when they came in to so being this monthly recurring revenue. Mm. Everything in life is moving towards that kind of model now. You you got your Shopify, your Disney Plus, Netflix, whatever it might be. You're paying a monthly service effect but you're getting everything for that one monthly fee and i think finally now erp starts moving that direction so from a business perspective it helps build the value in the company as well so if you're building that monthly revenue 
if you're depending on what you want to do with the business, it, it makes the business worth more because you can see that you've got the recurring revenue every single month consistently coming into the business. So that's from a, a business owner perspective, that's obviously a massive boon as well. And yeah. from a customer perspective, you know where you are. You're not having these large lumps once a year for the maintenance bills or the, the support bills. It's just a monthly outgoing. And you can take it in as part of your ongoing costs of the business. Cool. And, and uh, sort of any other thing that you're, you're seeing from customers? Um, you know, are they sort of yeah. think, obviously back in the day, a customer would do the implementation with traditionally with a partner, and then you know that would basically be it, you know, until it came to an upgrade or, or something. Whereas, yeah, I think we've, we've had a slightly different model, so we we go on the continuous improvement basis, so we right, okay. go one way once we implement it, we will implement and we will stay as the trusted advisor, so we will look to continuously provide improvements to the company. So we'll go in there regularly, we'll talk to the customers, we'll talk to various people in the business and find out where we can bring the next improvement. So small improvements sometimes is, you know, sell them something, improve something, let them see the benefit of it. And then that helps fund the next round of improvements. So we've always worked in that kind of cyclic style. So that's not changed. But what we have found also the move to the cloud is you've got the regular updates. So you've got bi-annual big changes and then monthly, you know, hot fixes and the like. That means from an upgrade perspective, it's all changed. So we're having to accommodate those regular tweaks and changes from Microsoft, which occasionally are breaking changes. Thankfully, we get notification ahead of time, so we can look at those, resolve them, and make sure that we've got you know the updates rolled out in time for any upgrades from Microsoft. Um, but that and it, that also gives us more opportunity. So rather than it being you know every three or four years carrying out a big upgrade project and billing the customer you know how many tens of thousands for that. We can have them on a like a repeat cycle for upgrades. We can charge them a monthly fee. We know what they've got in their system. So small monthly fee will ensure that anything you've got main will continue to work with the latest releases of Microsoft's solutions that we sell. So I think, yeah, the release cycle is interesting. That That's driven more people to the cloud, I think, as well, because if you're on-prem, you fall behind quicker. Mm. But it needs to be, you know, release, big release once a year. There's these monthly releases. So if you want to be up to date you want to be on a safe secure hosting environment you need to stay up to date you need to be in the cloud to achieve that yeah i think one of the things that i've seen as well is a move away from uh custom development all right so to move to more isv and and repeatable uh repeatable yeah. ip have you, have you seen something similar yeah definitely so obviously we've got app source um from microsoft so they've got yeah. a lot of there's an increasing number of apps and app source not, I won't say varying qualities, but varying levels of use. Some of them very, very niche and some of them much more generic. So that's that's obviously helped that we can point people towards that and say to the customer, actually, look at apps or see if there's something there that that, um, that suits you. On the flip side of it, it also means that rather than having a small handful of partners that we deal with and then doing all the bespoke development ourselves, mm. we suddenly have to accommodate working with numerous partners, working with lots and lots of different products. So part of my role is to ensure that we're maybe – distilling that group use that term again seeing that group down to a smaller set of partners that we are familiar with that we work with regularly um, and finding those ones that have the, the best offerings that offer you know the best fits for the kind of businesses that we deal with right okay bespoke developers obviously decreased massively as well we've got a development team here so we still do a lot of that for the eto type projects and also for the the more legacy type systems we've got but it's definitely on the decrease um, and even with that we're finding repeatability so we develop a solution, we'll kind of almost pop it on the shelf and think, right, actually, that's more reusable. 
Uh, and the way in which Business Central uses extensions now means that we can reuse the functionality really easily. So we can take the pieces of that we've done and then with a minimum amount of effort, reuse it on another customer. Whereas in the past, it's been a whole sort of, you know, merge the objects, do all kinds of fancy development to get the systems working together. It's a lot easier now with a new new way of working. Yeah, I think, so when I first started in, in Dynamics, which was um, nearly at my second, coming up to my, third decade at this point so I'll be, oh, yeah I think I've got another another few months before I hit 20, 20 years so um, one of the things that always impressed me with uh, Navision as it was back then yeah. uh, and now Business Central was was that breadth of third-party add-ons if you like or IC solutions um, my favorite one was always there was a, a partner that did an add-on for fish farming um, and I, I just thought it was just a really good example of something that if you were a fish farmer Yes, super important to yeah. to have that functionality, Definitely. but clearly not something that would be particularly useful for, you know, for a manufacturer of widgets somewhere. You know, it's no, very different. Yeah. Right? But so I, I think that's one of the benefits of BC, and I think that's why you've seen such massive growth of BC. I think I'm right in saying, uh, unless things have changed dramatically recently, uh, that BC is the fastest growing uh, product Microsoft have across everything. Yeah, um, you know, just just incredible growth. It would be nice to see some natural figures for that sometimes, but, yeah, I believe so too. So. Well, yeah. yeah. I always believe Microsoft's stats. It's, uh, uh, always. Yeah. It's a failing of mine, but I, I always <laughs> believe that's good. So, um, so, we've, uh, so that, that's cool. Thanks for all that. Um, from a advice, one of the things we're trying to do on this podcast is, is to kind of share knowledge, and, and I don't want to use the term thought leadership because I'm not that guy, but that type of stuff. Um, so have you got some, some advice for partners who – or, or, or customers, for that matter, who are looking to uh, to implement a uh, an ERP or CRM system in that small medium uh, business. Yeah, absolutely, um, I, I think obviously I have to approach it more from the partner side. So I think yeah, yeah. even from a partner perspective, a lot of the a lot of the, the the tips I would give reflect on the customer side as well. So have a product champion, absolutely key. So. On our side of the fence, we also need people that can understand the product. Having one person that will go out there will investigate new functionality, will you know, delve into things, try and break things, try and work out what works and what doesn't in the system. Um, how to use it is fantastic. From the customer side, the same kind of principle. You need to have key users. You need to have somebody, a small group of people, which will embrace the solution that are evangelists for it within the business. If you don't have that, you're always going to struggle to implement a new system. So you need people that buy into it. And it doesn't have to be you know, the top tier of management. It can be people on the shop floor. But if you've got a few people in scattered amongst the business who will learn it, who will talk positively of it, that always helps massively when you've got any project ongoing. So, And it's nice as a partner to deal with people like that rather than sort of the negative people who may be resistive to change. So that's definitely that's a, that's a key thing. Um, I think from a partner side, I think for us, repeatability is cru- it's absolutely crucial. And it's something that Microsoft have been driving for a number of years, but it's, it's starting to come to fruition a lot more now, whether that's repeatability of implementation processes, repeatability of uh, IP or development, whatever it might be. Um, it lowers your costs. It makes it quicker to get a you know, system in place, to get a project live with the customer. And um, I know I shouldn't be mentioning it, but Guide 365, which we've recently adapt, uh, adopted ourselves in the process of putting in, I think that's going to help us, particularly with the ETO-type projects. It means we get that that consistency of approach, that repeatable approach to when we're talking to customers, ascertaining what their requirements are. Um, and the other bit, I think, again, both from our side and from the customer side is use more video. 
yeah. video is an absolute godsend. And it's so easy now. You Everything you've got records. You've got your laptops that record, your phones that record. If you're using Teams or you know, other products are available, yeah. um, record the meetings, record the demonstrations that you do, record the training, because you don't need to repeat that training three or four times then. You can record yeah. it. You can put it out there. If it's a product demo, it means you're saving time in the sales cycle. You can show people videos. They can watch it at their own time. They can come back with questions if they've got them. But it means you don't have to do that same process every time, you know, repeat the same lines, the same scripts, going through the same cycle. You can do that. And say training is great. Training now, record it, put it in SharePoint somewhere, use a tool that you know, captures it and transcribes it uh, and, and make use of that. It's, everyone's got it. Everyone's got the ability to record things. So do it. Yeah. I know, great tips, mate. And, and, you know, just going back to, I think it was your middle one, around getting that ownership or that buy-in from the customer. Mm. Uh, my, my, there's an old Welsh proverb that my dad likes, uh, which uh, roughly translated, for those of you who don't speak the language of heaven, <laughs> is um, that something that you grow is better than something that you buy. And I think having that internal ownership where you've got a team that bought in, because to your point, it doesn't mean you have to be the department head or the CFO or the CEO or whatever. Obviously, you need their buying as well. But having somebody who, you know, is seen as the best, you know, the, the go-to person in the warehouse or the go-to person in the finance team and having them part of the project rather than, and I always, and apologies to anybody listening to this called Bob. I always call them Bob. And Bob's the guy that nobody wants to work with is the pain Um you know, putting them on the project is a really fast way of getting a uh, getting some problems into the project. So, uh, really? yeah, great tips. So, um, so we're coming to the end. So, I just wanted to um, put a few bits up. So, the first thing is, um, Dynamics Consultants have uh, just done a customer webinar. So, if you want to know a little bit more about uh, Dynamics Consultants and and the work they do, I've just put a QR code uh, up as well, and I've also created a Bitly thing. So. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this, I'll actually put it into the into the show notes on, on the podcast as well. Uh, but the QR code and the bit.ly uh, URL are there as well. Um, but, yeah, so if you want to try and get hold of, of Stuart, he's a busy man, um, but I've put his LinkedIn uh, profile details there. Uh, so please add him on LinkedIn and uh, get a conversation going. So I just want to thank Stuart again uh, for, for your time today. It was uh, great to talk to you and I've certainly learned a lot, so I really appreciate your time. Excellent. And uh, I look forward to trying some of your beer fairly soon. We'll make sure I bring some next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers.